0: This is the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, March 16th. Okay, Corey, so we had high school basketball over on the Superstation last night. Sure, yeah. Henning Hornets battle Lake Battlers, and uh, it was Henning who came away with the win, and they will advance now. Henning got the 59-45 to win over Battle Lake last night. Henning will advance to the Section 6A championship game where they will have a matchup with the Border West Buccaneers. And, Corey, if you've never heard of Border West before, they're a co-op between Clinton Graceville Beardsley and Wheaton Herman Norcross. So, uh, like, six different farm towns out there.
1: Right. They, they're Border West in multiple different things, but this is the first year for basketball even
0: yeah border west and wrestling has been a thing for a while i believe so correct so So
1: give me the give me the breakdown what
0: uh 59 45 you said final score Henning over battle lake well it's interesting because i talked to both head coaches before the game and i said so you guys played each other back in january and it uh, and uh it was like a i can't remember the score off the top of my head like a 50 something to 40 something win for henning and I talked to both head coaches first to coach Misa got us. And he said, battle lakes got a lot of offensive firepower. He's like, there's no way that it's going to end up the same way how we played them the first time. And I talked to, uh, uh, battle lakes coach, whose name escapes me off the top of my head right now. And, and he said, you know, we didn't shoot very well in that matchup against battle against Henning in battle lake. And we expect things to be a little different this time. And both coaches were dead wrong. It was like the exact same basketball game where, uh, a lot of defense, a lot of physicality, uh, and shooting for both teams. I would say was off. I know Henning got to 59 points, but they usually score on their season average around like 75. Yeah. Battle Lake had been scoring 90 plus points in their first two playoff games, been shooting the ball lights out, going up and down the floor, and uh, uh, Owen Bueller for Battle Lake had over 30 points in the ball game. Uh, but outside of that, it just felt like there was a lid on top of the basket for. All the other Battle Lake shooters, they got open looks. They got the shots that they wanted. It's just one of those where when the ball doesn't bounce your way or doesn't fall in the way you want it to, that definitely got them behind. Uh, it was a 23-20 to 20 game at halftime. I thought a little bit before the end of the first half, maybe Battle Lake tried to push the ball a lot. They tried to really go up and down and turn it into a track meet, and I think they got a little too fast for their own good, and I think so they made a concerted effort coming out of halftime to try and slow the pace down a little bit more to try and get those shots, and I think they did. I think if you are the Battle Lake coaching staff, you probably shrug your shoulders and go, you know, we don't know if we win, but we're certainly a lot more in this ball game if some of these shots fall down. Um, and But uh, the personal effort from Bueller for Battle Lake, I mean, he – Anything he shot in the second half was going in the basket because I believe he only had like nine points going into halftime, so a lot of his points came in the second half. There was a point he was like from the college three, he just threw the ball up in the air on the left side wing and it just bounced in high off the glass for a three. Like just the the level of shooting he had. But for Henning, I mean, they did what they do. They played discipline, they played solid defense, and they got the scoring when they needed to from their big three of the misa Goddess brothers and Mason Hammer.
1: Yeah, you you figure thirty. What did he end up with? Uh, Owen Bueller, thirty one. Yeah, thirty one of his team's forty five is kind of a, a a ridiculous number. But yeah, you know, there is something to be said too about you know they scored forty five points in this game. They they've scored literally over ninety in the other two games. So there is something to be said about feeling uh, a defender. Kind of in your shorts, Mm -hmm. even when they're not there. Even when you're starting to get shots that you think you want or need, yeah. By the time it's all said and done, you just you get used to feeling somebody a little too close. So that way, even when they're not there, you're uncomfortable, and that's that's part of it all that's just the difference sometimes so Henning plays Border West as you mentioned tomorrow night March 17th in Fergus Falls we will have that game CJ will call that game 645 pregame seven o'clock tip-off that will be on the Superstation K106 tomorrow night
0: setting up that matchup with Border West who upset Belgrade Bruton El Rosa 51 to 47 border West basically led all game and the border West Buccaneers taken a uh, uh, defeated the BBE Jaguars and for Belgrade Bruton El Rosa they were a team with some star power they had a, I uh, I believe Piper and there was one more uh, uh, last name on the team who escapes me who is kind of their star pi- players from last year who beat New York Mills in the section 6a final and then they fall to Border West so this was a good team that Border West beat so this should be a really really good basketball game tomorrow night
1: yeah very very exciting um uh let's move to the state girls basketball tournament very quickly okay Uh um in the 3A tournament yesterday, we have some area teams involved sure. in the uh, state girls' basketball tournament, of course. Alexandria area beat Hill-Murray 57-39 to in the 3A quarterfinals of the state girls' basketball tournament. They will play again this afternoon in the semifinals against Benilde St. Margaret's. Benilde St. Margaret's uh, the two-seed, Alexandria the three-seed, but uh, Benilde-St. Margaret's beat De La Salle, sixty-four to fifty-three, uh, to advance into semifinal play. We had two kind of area regional teams in the two-way girls basketball tournament, and uh, both of them unfortunately came up short in their quarterfinal. Uh, Perham was a random draw, and they got the three-seed. Albany, Albany wins fifty-one to thirty-eight. Crosby Ironton, a random draw. They got the two seed Goodye and lost sixty seven to fifty nine. So uh, they moved down into the consolation semifinals and actually play each other uh, this morning. As a matter of fact, tip off is in thirty six minutes, <laughs> eight o'clock this morning from the Gengelhoff Center on the campus of Concordia St. Paul. Are you ready for some basketball? I guess I, I guess I am. So um, uh, win there and advance to the consolation final. Tomorrow afternoon, obviously, lose, and the season comes to a close. The Class A quarterfinals at the State Girls Basketball Tournament opens up their play today, and uh, the four-seed, Underwood, takes on the five-seed, Belgrade, Bruton, El Rosa. That'll be a 1 o'clock tip from the pavilion this afternoon. So good luck again, everybody, as State Girls Basketball Tournament continues. It's an awesome, awesome tournament. If you've never been, go. Like, get in the car right now and and make it there. It's it's wonderful.
0: Yeah, you're not going to make it for the game at Concordia St. Paul, but you'll make it for the games at the Pavilion later today. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, speaking of things going on down in the Twin Cities, Corey, the Vikings were added again in free agency, so it officially opened yesterday. So there was the legal tampering period that started on Monday, and all of a sudden deals were agreed upon just like that, almost as if there wasn't an illegal tampering going on before the legal tampering period That everybody's involved in. Anyway, uh, the Vikings could officially announce their signings yesterday. They could officially put pen to paper and uh, call them new members of the Vikings. The new league year begins. So, obviously, the official announcements of Byron Maxwell and Marcus Davenport and uh, John Oliver and all those guys. But it was the re-signings, I think, that have surprised me more. Than the free agent signing score because the Vikings brought back Ben Ellison, Holly Nuggets stand up, uh, and uh, I they also brought back Alexander Madison on a, what I believe is like a two year seven and a half million dollar contract extension, which leads me to my quick question, Corey's what What are the Vikings doing here? Is there uh, like they want to bring they want to shed some other guys they want to get rid of payroll, but then they're also bringing back. Some guys that I felt like in Madison, who's a nice player, but if you're going to keep Dalvin Cook, isn't he kind of a luxury if you're trying to reserve salary space? Um, maybe, but also
1: it's two years, it's eight million dollars, like six and a half guaranteed. That's not that much money. Yeah, like in the grand scheme of thing, like what's the? It's it's that or you're going to have to draft a guy to be in that. Sure. In, in that spot,
0: I do I, the Vikings just draft all defense in this draft? Is that what they're pointing towards?
1: Yeah, man. I guess I don't know. I I have no idea, kind of what to expect. There's, I don't have a, I don't have a guess. It would seem like you know you started to figure out the Spielman-Zimmer regime uh, come draft time. I have no idea what they're gonna what they're gonna do. It's this is uh, this is it's cheap. Madison's cheap. Ellison's cheap. Willikus they are all backups. Yeah. Every single one. And and. You know, we we've talked about it in other sports before, but having depth is important, and you're you try to draft stars, mm-hmm. um, but having like bona fide professionals on your roster in those backup spots is really important. That's true. Someone to show those draftees the ropes, what it means to work hard, be on time. You know what I mean? Sure. I, this is not like like I'm with you. It's maybe a little surprising, but isn't it? They were, it was sign him or f- pick up another journeyman running back for quick. for six and a half million guaranteed. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Quick, quick. quick yes or no question? Uh, does this mean Dalvin Cook is traded, or do you still think it means they're keeping him around? I have no idea. I weirdly, I feel like if they were going to trade him, they would have done it
1: already. Yeah, probably. So. unless it's a part of like a draft day thing, but that just doesn't happen anymore.
0: No, it doesn't, and you're not going to get as much capital as you would trading a player right before the draft. Usually if you do it, it's for like a fifth round pick or something. And if you're going to do that, you might as well just hold on to Dalvin. But uh, so last thing to touch on with the Vikings. So we've talked all throughout the last month or so that the Vikings need to cut salary. Now they got rid of Adam Thielen, they got rid of uh, Eric Kendricks, and they've shed a couple other guys along the way. But Harrison Smith is still here. Zadarius Smith is still here. And Kirk Cousins is still on the payroll as well old Kirky boy took a $26 million uh, pay cut this season uh, to help the Vikings get a little bit of that financial flexibility. But I think it's important, Corey, to note that it's not like Kirk Cousins agreed to the pay cut. The Vikings are kind of like, we're restructuring your contract whether you like it or not. And Kirk Cousins is still getting every cent of his contract. It's just that the Vikings are deciding that they're going to pay him the money three years from now when he likely will not be on the roster anymore. Fair, it's all fair. It's all I. I have no. That's all fair,
1: right? I don't know what else to really to say about it. Like he's he's still gonna get paid. He's still gonna. They're still. Um,
0: Do you think the Vikings should just ate the money though? Shouldn't eat it? Yeah, should should, and, should they have just paid him the money this season and had him off the books, and now you're not having to pay that money a couple of years from now if you theoretically have a rookie quarterback? I don't know. I don't I don't know the answer. What do you think? I've, I me personally I'd say yes, but also the Vikings are trying to win and if you're trying to win this season that's the best move. It depends on what your goals are. And if the Vikings goals are still in that competitive rebuild, then this is the right move. Yeah,
1: if there's no if there's no quarterback you're going to be able to draft, if, if there's no quarterback you're going to be able to bring in again to have somebody to have an adult in the building like Kirk Cousins and just keep it from being weird.
0: Yeah fine Keep, like keeping things from being weird is important
1: yeah because it was it was weird for a while those last few years were were very weird so I don't he was it's fine like it, it's he's not getting paid that much in the grand scheme of things yeah you know fair it's I, I have no issue with any of it he's not going to be the quarterback in 2024 that's also true. You know, so whatever whatever happens this year, well, transition year.
0: NFL finances have basically become, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Like, we're just going to kick this can down the road, and whatever happens in three years is three years us problem. Which is fine in the short term, which is where the Vikings are kind of thinking right now. But again, I just... There's part of me that feels like if you just take the momentary hit, then in a couple years that Cousins contract is off the books, and you have a rookie quarterback contract, which is cheap. And I know people say, well if it's cheap then doesn't the cost offset? Yes it would, but then you don't have more money to go sign free agents and bolster your roster around a rookie quarterback, which is the point of having a rookie quarterback, is to have him on a relatively cheap contract so you can spend money on other parts of the team. This isn't baseball, this isn't the NBA, there is a salary cap. There is a finite number of money that you can spend. So anyway, there's my little tangent for today. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, March 16th.